Welcome to episode two of the adult track. Thanks so much for joining me again. Hey, hey. (laughs) So I turned 26 not too long ago and I'm very aware that I'm not like old, old, but I can't shake the feeling that I'm just on the wrong side of 25 because now my prefrontal cortex is fully like developed and has had a little time to marinate i'm looking at life like okay okay i'm actually an adult like a full-blown adult and you know to make myself feel better it's like i'm a six-year-old adult yeah but like i still don't feel like i've accomplished anything that my younger self said i would have done by this age like my younger self genuinely thought I was going to be rich, married, kids on the way, living my happiest life, walking on red carpets and just thriving, honey. And according to nine-year-old me, like that's normal. Like everything should be and would be glitter and gold right now. But it's not. (laughs) And learning to let go of that dream is hard. Hard is even an understatement. Like I'd attach those dreams so heavily to my happiness So now, every single time I fall short, like, no matter what it is that I achieve, I can't help but feeling like I'm failing myself. And because of this feeling, it's actually really hard to celebrate those positive moments because it's not living up to the expectations of my inner child. But what oftentimes brings me a lot of comfort is remembering that my inner child didn't know herself how I know myself now. For me, being young, like, it wasn't about figuring out who I was. It was mainly about surviving. And surviving meant fitting in however I could. It meant doing what everyone else was doing or made out like was the right thing to do. And that led me to a lot of issues. Many a dark road, many a heartbreak. Like, I'll be so honest. And that, funnily enough, just made me try harder to fit in in order to survive what I was going through from trying to fit in. It was honestly an exhausting, never-ending cycle. But anyway, I was so so much more concerned with being like everyone else than I was with exploring who I was and then finding the people that fit that person. Like, young Steph didn't know we had ADHD. She just knew we were different. And as kids do, instead of accepting who she was, she tried to change. And that's why, like, getting my diagnosis was actually the turning point of my perspective on my whole life. Like, my entire existence morphed into something completely new entirely. Like, it sounds very dramatic, but <laughs> if you're an ADHD or you're on the spectrum and you got a late diagnosis like I did, like, I'm sure you'll know what I mean. It was just like a level of acceptance that I hadn't experienced before. Like just finally knowing where you fit in. And because of that, I was able to look at myself and say, all right, okay, cool. This is who we are. This explains the struggles you've been having. You know, why you're always late, can never find your damn keys, can't remember a thing, and can never, ever, ever consistently focus on a task for longer than a couple of days honestly like it just gave me the insight that I needed and that really helped me seek the tools that I needed and allowed me to give myself 
grace. Now, I said this word in my last episode, and it will probably be in every single episode I ever film ever because it's my keyword. I love it. I use this word a million times this year already. No exaggeration. Might just tattoo it on my forehead at this point because grace, grace is so important. Like just giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and being understanding with yourself when you mess up is sometimes all you need to be able to pull yourself up when you're feeling down and just keep pushing forward. Like at a time and at a pace that suits you without comparing yourself to anyone else. Everyone needs to give themselves some grace. And my diagnosis allowed me to do exactly that. Now, the thing with me and my ADHD was that I just didn't understand why some things were so much harder for me than they were for other people. Like it could have been something so basic like making new friends or for example, leaving the house with my keys in my hand, like, or doing homework. Child, homework felt like someone was pouring hot lava into my eyes. Sometimes I would just straight up forget that it existed. And other times I was actively running away from the task. But when you grow up in a black household and you consistently forget your work and teachers start calling home, things get very scary very quickly. Very scary very quickly. Pair that with a disregard that a lot of black parents have for mental health and disorders. You are literally walking home into a shame pit. Like you're about to be compared to every single one of your peers because if Tom can do it, why can't you? Like, why is it always you? And let's be real, Ma, they were never in the classroom. Like it's not like they actually knew that you weren't the only person that hadn't done your homework. No one had done the homework. And it was that one person that always does the homework that raised their hand and said, uh, Miss, you forgot the homework. Never like that person, never will. But that honestly didn't matter in the moment. And that dialogue, like that shaming from the people that are supposed to speak life into you when you're young and you don't know how to, does not disappear. It actually follows you in absolutely everything. And when you fall short, those are the voices that you hear first before your own. Those feelings that you felt in those moments come right back up again. And now you're just remembering how you was nine sitting in the living room being told off. But the person that's shaming you in those moments now is yourself. But Grace has really allowed me to say, you know what, like, it's okay. You didn't perform so well this time and that's fine. You forgot today, it's okay. Like, what can we put in place to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And it's taught me to give myself the time to learn how to talk to myself in a new way and giving myself the compassion and consideration that I wasn't afforded as a child. Like, honestly, let's take a second to big up Grace because she, she's so real. <laughs> The hard part though, is recognizing that grace also extends to those who shamed you. Hear me out, hear me out. In order for you to provide yourself with that grace to that level where it has a true effect, you have to not live in the past and you have to try and work through those feelings of resentment and anger and work towards forgiveness. And as an adult, I'm trying to accept that 
our parents weren't as in tune with things like the spectrum or mental health disorders and everything for them was very much like get up and get on with it you know don't complain in the process because there are people starving in other countries and don't cry about it or i'll really give you something to cry about like they've built up this premium army grade wall and for some of them they have so much trauma that it's actually safer for them to just keep it up and i say that through very very gritted teeth because we are the ones that have to bear the grunt of that where they carry on and act like everything's normal and a-okay and whatever and yeah like i have a lot of resentment looking back even still saying this um and just realizing like the shame that i was being made to feel a lot of it was rooted in my adhd and then i realized there must have been so many signs that i showed as a child and they were just completely missed like when i was discovering that i may have adhd you also end up looking a lot into autism there is a high possibility that i also am autistic <laughs> and i just don't have the capacity to deal with it right now so i'm just burying my head in the sand over that maybe it's an episode for another day but like i remember bringing it up to my mum and i had a conversation with my sister not too long after and i remember the burning sensation i had in my chest when she said she talked to my mum about me when I was really little and they couldn't bring me loud places. I hate fireworks. Everything was just too loud. I was not able to like express my emotions, talk about anything. Like all of these things are very much DSM-5 criteria. And you just what, turn a blind eye to it? Like in my head, I was like, hello, like, did you not think that was off? Like, why didn't you think to look into it? Or did you just not care to look into it? Like, whichever one it is, honestly, at this point, I'm like, it just doesn't matter. Because neither answer changes the now. We do ourselves no favours living in that past. And I live in myself for 26 years and just turned a blind eye every time someone I was exactly the same as said they had ADHD. And although something may have sparked in me a bit, my natural instinct was to just push it to the back of my mind and keep it stepping. And that's just what we do. We keep pushing through. We've had to do it in order to, to survive. And I mean, it doesn't excuse it, but I'm happy to give people that little bit of grace because it brings me a little bit more peace of mind. It's just understanding the foundations that we've built as a society. And you know, they've hindered us in so many ways, but simply recognizing it can allow us to be the catalyst for change for our own kids or for other family members that enter a new chapter of self-discovery. Some things we're just gonna have to accept as is, one day at a time, especially if we wanna heal and grow and move forward. One thing to remember as well is that retrospect is privileged. It's had the luxury of the full picture without being clouded by emotions or distracted by situational factors. And it's not to say don't look back, absolutely do so, because that's where you're gonna find your lessons. But we can't scorn people for not seeing in the moment what we now see when we've already got the answers. All we can do now is use those answers and do something different. It's actually funny how I'm able to sit here and say this so casually, because it's actually a struggle, do not get me wrong. Like learning how to accept the people that have contributed to such a level of shame in your life is hard work 
and it's forever work. Like we're gonna be triggered. We're still gonna feel that shame sometimes, but I'm working on making my inner voice louder than any other voice in the room. So in those moments, I'm so grounded in myself that the shame doesn't even hit anymore. And one day I will get to that point. And I hope for us all to be able to get to that point too. I feel like a huge chunk of peace lies in that. So I'm running to it however I can. And one thing that's really been helping me with Darling Gracie is music. And because of that, I've had this idea, like I'm gonna add a song of the session to the end of each and every episode. And I'll be adding them plus others to a little playlist called Growth and Grace on Spotify. It will literally be a playlist full of love and light and just songs that will make you feel understood and like we're all in this journey together because we very much are. So on that note, today's song of the session is Great Again by Amindi. It's just so real. I don't smoke, but we all have the little things that we do. Like we all have our crutches. But in order to get to where we're going, we've really got to let them go so the energy can flow. <laughs> Not me being a poet, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great song. Enjoy it and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye, bestie.